0: Before we even begin, I would like to thank you for prayers and support for my mom and our family. She is uh, pretty content where she is and is being very well looked after, so that's quite assuring for us. So thanks for your care and support. And I figure in a week or two I'll actually feel like myself again, but (laughs) we'll see how that goes. Meanwhile... We find ourselves in the season of epiphany, drawing to a close, and you know that that is the season of revealing. It's also odd, though, that there are moments that are ones where Jesus tells people, no, not yet, don't say anything. And much of that has to do with the fact that Jesus' mission could get hijacked if people jump to the wrong conclusions. But the thing that Jesus does do, and I would invite us into this today, is to focus on an individual like Simon's mother-in-law when he comes to heal her. And as you hear that gospel read today, I would ask you to think about ways that Jesus has shown up for you in your home, in your life, wherever that takes you. And maybe, as you think about that, that too might be one of those moments of epiphany. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. And Jesus came and took her by the hand, And lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening, at sundown, they brought to Jesus all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And Jesus cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not let the demons speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, Jesus got up and went to a deserted place, and there he prayed. Simon and his companions hunted for Jesus, and when they found him, they said to him, "'Everyone is searching for you.' And Jesus answered, "'Let us go out into the neighboring towns "'that I may proclaim the message there also.' For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of our Lord. Won't you be seated? Grace. And peace to you from the one who does lift us up and from the one in whom we find strength renewed. Let's go back. Back to the house with Jesus and Simon and Andrew and James. And why does the mother-in-law not have a name? These other people, they aren't even really in the story except as a place marker. I don't know, but Jesus knows this woman. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered into the house, and now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus at once about her. She came. And Jesus came to her and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. Ordinarily, Simon Peter's mother-in-law, who I wish I could give a name to, but okay, Bart, enough of that. She would have been in synagogue, A place where people would gather to be community, where they would converse, where they would do the faith and worship. It's likely that her role in the household was kind of administrative as the chief officer of hospitality. She couldn't do that either. She was too fevered, too feeble, and too frail. And then Mark says that Jesus seeks her out. He approaches her, just her. He takes her by the hand and lifts her up. Mark is one cagey storyteller because the word he uses for lift up is the very same word that he uses for resurrection. It is a very personal moment for Jesus and Simon Peter's mother-in-law. One-to-one, she finds healing. But there is a pattern, and you probably picked up on it already, that often Jesus would be teaching and healing and forgiving in very public, open spaces. But sometimes... He would be in a home. He would be one-to-one with somebody. Only to have the healed one with strength renewed begin to serve. And that Mark, tricky guy that he is, says that the very same word for waiting upon them was the word used when Jesus was in the wilderness and the angels came and waited on him bringing him strength. It is as if with every encounter, Jesus focuses on the individual and holds in his heart all of it, everyone, everything, and that that circle of healing and acceptance and forgiveness and love continues to widen. And that brings us back to the invitation I offered earlier about where does Jesus show up for you? Maybe at home or wherever your life takes you. And now for the question who among us is tired? Oh, you're good? Oh, okay. Well, that cut that short. No, I suspect that plenty of us are tired for a variety of reasons. Watching someone this week with a garbage bag full of all of their earthly possessions trudging down the streets in Welland, bet they're tired. People at the Hope Center and open arms mission, who work and volunteer there, who have people coming to them with great need, only to know that there's really not enough to go around? Tired. Kid going to bed hungry at night in Welland? Tired. Teenagers who live in cyber world, where some of us older fogies fear to tread, have their lives publicly scrutinized and judged while they're trying to work out what it is just to be a human being. They're tired. And as the headlines say, they're not all okay. LGBTQ people, tired. Tired of being rejected and tired of the holier-than-thous telling them who they are supposed to be and whom they are supposed to love. Kids across the world, tired of the bombs falling. Parents, tired of losing children. Communities, tired of seeing buildings topple. Women preachers I know have spoken at length in some conversations I read this week. But people I know personally, tired (sighs) tired of being told to tolerate bullying, exhausted from being kept from positions of senior leadership, and weary of being told that because they're women, they don't get paid as much as their male counterparts. They're tired. A few years back, I heard a black preacher as I was attending line, the festival of homiletics she began her sermon by saying I'm done I am done with violence I am done with injustice I am done with feeling hopeless and then she squared her shoulders and stood straight and looked us in the eye and she said but God is not done. For they who wait upon the Lord shall have their strength renewed, and they shall walk and not be, fury, be weary, and they shall run and not be faint. everyone whose life is touched that Jesus comes and takes by the hand and lifts up may it be that they find the renewed strength to lift up others and as we ourselves have been taken by the hand and raised up may we remember that act was for each of us individually But may we also remember that when it comes to all of it, all of creation and all of humanity, God is not done. God is not done blessing and saving the world.